I, everything I've done before, I didn't come here. I didn't get here just to cancel the interview now. Like I thought of Ariane of past days. I thought of the little girl who loved doing music. I thought of the teenager that struggled so much sometimes with, um, with stepping on the stage and sharing who she was. And then the Aberdeen Ariane who was maybe hiding music sometimes because it felt safer. So I thought of everything of that and just thought I owe her that, that I now go to the interview and just give my very best. In life, you're not defined by the times that are easy. What truly makes you who you are is how you deal with the challenges that life throws at you with all of the stress, frustration, and toil that entails. Everybody has a story and everyone has had to overcome something. In this podcast, we dive into the inner experience and how to rise above as a winner. I share my personal reflections as a woman, a mom, a business owner, and I've guests on who share their stories on having to overcome incredible things to be the inner winners they are today. Welcome to the Inner Winner Show. Hi, Ariane. I am so excited to have you on my podcast, Inner Winner. It's been a long time coming. We've been speaking about this for a while, but finally you're here. And let me introduce you to everybody. So Ariane, she is somebody that I met while studying in Aberdeen at university, and we both studied international relations. And she was born in Munich, she is German-Argentinian, um, and besides studying international relations, she also studied English literature. She won the Welcome to Europe Song Contest with her single Tolerance one week after graduating. How cool is that? And she's hosted three TEDx talks on climate change and women empowerment. In fact, recently, Ariane and I, we worked together with a project with Women's Federation where she came on as a speaker for one of our conferences and she delivered such an inspiring talk. Um, so Ariana, she moved to Mexico in 2018 where she founded the Fridays for Future movement. And after visiting a coffee growing community in Chiapas, south of Mexico and seeing the devastating effects of climate change with her own eyes, she founded an initiative, Proyecto Cafe, with baristas, coffee dealers and cafe owners to promote the fair and conscious consumption of Mexican coffee in and beyond Mexico. She has recently published her first book, 100 Ways to Speak of Love, and we'll definitely speak more about this. She works as a singer-songwriter, and she also hosts a podcast as well. You definitely keep yourself busy. Welcome so much to uh, Inner Winner. Thank you so much, Linda, also for that beautiful introduction, your words, your... Thank you. I'm really, really happy. And as you said, like we've been talking about this for a while and I'm just so excited that finally we're here recording um, this conversation and sharing that with everyone who's listening. Yes. And I'm, I'm just so interested and so like fascinated by you, Ariana, because you have so <laughs> many projects going on and you're, you're just full of creativity and inspiration. And part of me watching you, like watching you on Instagram and everything that you're doing, it's like, how can she keep up with everything? And, you know, and it's not, it's not little things either. It's big things like publishing books and 
hosting concerts and publishing songs and you know it's you're doing all these things and like changing the world with your your social um enterprising projects so tell me first of all how do you manage it all <laughs> uh, <laughs> well first of all thank you for your words um i feel it's just all within me and it's just I sometimes feel like a volcano and then all this creativity is just inside me and, and at some point it just explodes and I just need to get it out there. Um, but in case of my book, I'll be, I'll be completely honest, like that was a super tough year and my book, um, it <laughs> I wrote it um, in 40 hours. Uh, I felt I just had to get it out there. It was at a really rock bottom moment of my life. Um, I didn't have anything else but my words and my music. That's how I felt. So, so that was how, how the book was created. And, and often I felt like I, I didn't have any other choice. It was just what I had to do. It was just what I needed to do to be myself, but it was also what I needed to do to take the next step and to just like go on. And I also really strongly feel that, well, I'm so grateful for everything that I'm experienced, for all the conversations that I have. For, for example, the, the um, experience in Chiapas, seeing the, the coffee plants. And especially after having been to Chiapas, I thought I have seen all of it and life wanted me to be there. So now it's not, ah, I've been there. It's like, it's a responsibility and I have to share it. Um, and I have to use my voice and my reach. Um, so yeah, I think it's like a combination of all of that. <laughs> mm. Well, it definitely shows who you are as a person. You're, you're a very conscientious person and you take social responsibility seriously. You, you feel like, you I mean now I'm I'm <laughs> I'm speaking for you in a way but I think that you have this it's it's pretty obvious that you have this conscientious nature that really cares for people and cares for people who are maybe in more difficult situations than than yourself and 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 really want to be their advocates so I really commend you for for your work thank you Lena, for your words that's very motivating for me as well to to keep doing what I'm doing <laughs> yeah yeah, so so let's speak a little bit more about the birth of this book. And um, you say that it was one of your most difficult years. And it's funny because a lot of the time when you hear about um, songs being written or books being published or whatever it is, some creative endeavors, um, it usually comes from those tough periods in life, doesn't it? Yeah. So what, um, I mean, if, if you want to just just tell us a little bit about what you were going through during that time. I think everybody would be just, it's inspiring to hear that something that is difficult can actually be a source of inspiration. Yes. Um, and I think it's also so important to have that in mind because I feel often we are told that we have to be happy. We have to be positive. We have to be optimistic. And yes, certainly. Um, but we can also, I think we need those, um, I don't want to call it very shadow moments sometimes to understand ourselves better and to grow and to find a strength that strength that we didn't know existed before. And, and I think we can't even appreciate joy and happiness if we haven't known the other side. So I think it's it's important to also bring that into the conversation when we talk about stay positive, stay optimistic. It's like, yeah, but we also need to deal with the moments that are not happy in order to, to really feel happiness and to appreciate it when it's there. Um, so the moment that I wrote my book, I was going through a breakup and I've been thinking about it like for a long time. Should I share this? Is it too personal? Is it too private maybe? Um, but I think 
it by sharing it and i so believe in sharing um I, I really want to to share that as you said like these moments that are not happy they can be great source of inspiration um and it's been such a beautiful experience to get feedback on the book from so many countries um from so many people also people that don't know me um who have told me i found myself in between the lines and that just shows us um as well that we are very that we're all connected and we're going through the same things in a different way obviously and, and we have different experiences but in, we feel like the feelings that we go through um they're similar and i think we can just support one another by sharing them and by being more open about it so um this book was um i think in, in a way i also dealt with with the breakup and with um, the pain by writing everything out um, so it, it's not a, it's not a sad book. <laughs> it's a love story, um, but it's 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 about conscious loving. It's about finding love in everything. It's about appreciating also when it gets to breakups that um, it's okay. Um, and and I think the narrative about breakups is always that we we we're hating each other and there's a lot of drama. And it doesn't have to be that way. It can be in a very beautiful way in a respectful way and just say hey um it's better for both of us it's better for the happiness of both of us if we just go separate ways um but you'll always be a part of my story and you'll always be part of my happiness and i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you so um yeah so so i just i just collected a hundred phrases um that talk about love and respect because i think love doesn't have to be tied to and I love you I think love can be shown in so many different ways and not only in romantic relationships but in, in every relationship that we have um also relationships to nature relationship to well work relationships anything so I just collected them and uh, I was like oh that's cool like that's a hundred phrases and then I was inspired to just elaborate a bit more on each phrase so each phrase forms a chapter and then um it comes along with the poem or a little text that just puts it into context and just makes us think and reflect on it yeah exactly and that's what's so beautiful about it I mean I I have my own copy right here with me and I've read it and it's so it's so beautiful because you can read it through and you can like consume all of the content but once you've read it through it works really well it's just a reference book it's like when you just need a, a, a pick-me-up or you just need to remember what love really is you just pick it up and then you just like um, pull out a page and read it and get inspired immediately so that's something that I find to be so so inspiring but also so practical about your book you know it's um yeah it's really it's really special that you've you've made it in that kind of way it's, yeah it's so interesting because yeah it does it's like you can read it from page one to the end and it's a love story in itself but many have also told me that they just open whatever page and they just read it and then it speaks for itself so it's very interesting because it wasn't planned like like that it just it it just yeah grew like it so it's it's very beautiful to have that feedback and thank you certainly so much for reading the book and engaging with it that really means a lot to me hmm. so what i'm understanding too is that writing this book became maybe like a like a, a way to process your breakup and and just kind of delve into what love would re love really is for you and like yes. what you learned from the experience 
Yes, um, I learned a lot about it um, by writing it and also by then just leaving it for some time and reflecting on it. Um, and I've learned a lot about relationships and, and what, what they mean and that often I think we think that once you arrive in a relationship, then that, that's it. But I think that's just when the work starts. And that's also a beautiful process to share your life with someone else, to grow as a person individually alongside each other, but then also as like something bigger than that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely been like a, an experience I haven't planned like it, but that has, <laughs> that has made me grow in many ways this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, if you don't mind, I would actually really love to read just a couple of, yeah. of the pages in your book um, or like phrases in your book. Um, and I don't know if you feel so, if you feel like it, you're welcome to, you know, share thoughts on, on this particular. Yeah, definitely. That, that would be amazing. I'd love that. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I really, I love this one. Number four, it reminded me of you. Love is when we see it in everything, everywhere. The wonder of love in the digital age is that we can share it quickly within an instant. Words, voice messages, videos, and photos travel from one city to another, from one country to another, from one continent to another. How easy it has become to send a little piece of connection, a little bit of what reminded us of love. Such a great yeah. like summary of this year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably to pick this year like the best way. <laughs> like, thank you, Internet. Um, yeah, so I think that has always been a big part of my life because the half of my family has since forever been living in Argentina and I grew up in Germany with my dad, my mom and my sister and brother. And then I moved to Scotland when I was 18. So like, then it was the family divided between Scotland, Argentina um, and Germany. And then my brother moved to Argentina and now I live in Mexico. So it's like always been, yeah, but my family has always been like spread <laughs> around the globe, so to say. And that just showed me how, how much I appreciate a phone call or how much I appreciate the possibility to send my mom a video to show her how I live um, or to, to and show, show my friends, my new friends, my new environment, everything. Um, to the, also, like I, like I told you, um, the surprise that my dad gave me. So he um, got in touch secretly with the gardener that's close to my house and he had a Christmas tree ordered for me. <laughs> and that's, that's possible because of a phone call, that's possible because of the internet. And, and I appreciate that so much. And I think we should just, it's so easy you know like we grow up having our phone with us all the time and and just writing a whatsapp message but i think we should really appreciate what it means and the message is a sign that somebody thought of you and if somebody sends you a picture of something that reminded um that person of you that's just a beautiful gesture so i just wanted to give it a bit of weight or just the importance and and that a message is never just a message it, it has a bigger meaning so we just wanted to to bring that out in that chapter yeah, yeah. And I think that's something too, that's becoming, I mean, a message is becoming so much more meaningful in this year, in particular, because we can't be together physically. So it's like, maybe before, maybe in 2019, we would just kind of ignore messages, or we would just, you know, just take people for granted, people sending messages. But now it's like, 
people are craving connection more than ever, right? So um, yeah, it's just the timeliness of, of your book and what you're saying, the fact that that um, even just a, gest a gesture such as writing a text message can be so meaningful and come from such a sincere place. Um, yes. And I think often maybe we feel embarrassed sometimes to write a simple good morning or maybe you think, oh, but it's too much. Or maybe I just, I don't know, I'm just making myself vulnerable right now writing this. But I think this year has shown us more than ever that sometimes we just have the day and the day is such a gift. So why not share that message of like, good morning, how are you? And like this message of really checking in, are you feeling okay? And really opening that space to listen and to share if you're not okay. Um, so I think that's also that's also a part of it that I maybe did mention before. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. It's it the message is is an it's a sincere invitation to actually connect. It doesn't just have to be when you say, "Oh, how are you?" It does is not just necessarily just a phrase. It can actually mean, "I actually want to know how you are," you know, and to then share that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next one, and you you mentioned the word embarrassed, and I'm looking at this this <laughs> here that I I prepared before, so it's like yeah, it's perfect. Um, so 28 says, I feel the same way. I felt embarrassed telling you this, but then you said you feel the same. And I no longer felt embarrassed. I felt understood. And this is so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely about vulnerability. And I think, okay, putting this into a context of a romantic relationship, Every time you open up, you create intimacy and that is so important. And it can be something so small in the beginning when you're just like about to get to know each other. And it's just like, I don't know, this just means a lot to me. Or like, I love this in that moment. And every, <clears throat> every, sorry, every time you say this, you're just sharing a piece of your soul with someone else. And that's just so beautiful. And sometimes it happens so quick and you don't even notice, but it's just like on the path of a relationship, it just like really gets you moving. And obviously, if you then get to the point where you're actually saying, hey, um, I need to say this, I just like feel something more for you than just like you being a person in my life that I care about. It's just like something deeper. Um, then, I mean, how beautiful is it to open up and how amazing is it if somebody says, I feel the same? It's just, it, it, ah, <laughs> it's just so beautiful, like this, this part of human connection and, and yeah. I just, yeah. I think I just wanted to get all of this into these words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right. It's, it's like. Wait, what did you feel? What did you think about when you read this chapter? What I think about when I, when I read this, uh -huh. it's, it's like you say, yeah, it's the vulnerability. It's, uh, it's how so often we, we put a mask on and we pretend yeah. you know to have it all together and to be perfect and to to you know know where we're going and to you know like put this confidence um mask on but in like if you really get down to it if you really go inside of the internal world that we all experience it's like we all have so many insecurities we have so many doubts yeah. about ourselves or where we're going and you know so sharing that you're embarrassed about something or to say something, whether it's, you know, I love you, or whether it's something else, it's, it's so vulnerable, it's really getting to the core of 
who you are and you know just showing your naked self so yeah yeah that's so beautiful <laughs> you said that in a very beautiful way I love that <laughs> <laughs> thank you and I have one last one that I I want to I want to share to everybody your beautiful book so this is number 34 I think I manifested you when those oh, that's words, yeah <laughs> when those words became the most beautiful words I noticed there is a love language beyond the one they use in the movies I noticed there is a love language that empowers us to listen to our own intuition to connect with our instincts trust in time and trust in love okay we're start <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah that that's a deep one so I, I think i'll start with the intuition part um i think that it is well this year i have learned to listen to my intuition more than ever and to listen to my body as well and to really acknowledge the signs that it's sending me and it can be something like a headache it can be something like I don't know, my stomach being upset. Um, and then to just really take the time to process all of it, because I think your body is so wise and your body also experiences and guides you. So I think it's so important to just listen to your inner voice um, and and to, well, I don't know, but I, I feel that I grew up, grew up in, a, in, in an environment that's very much focused on rational decisions. And yes, that's important, but I think we should always also listen to our instincts and to our gut instinct and, and take that serious. In 2020, we dealt with the unknown of a new pandemic. You indulged in the comfort foods, the sweets, the alcoholic beverages, and put on some more pounds. I don't blame you. But now is a new year, a clean slate. We know what we're dealing with now, and you are going to rise to the occasion. 2021 is going to be the year you feel and look your absolute best. Join our full body reset challenge this month and get a health program designed around Forever's aloe vera drinking gel, additional supplements, and a nutritionally balanced diet, leaving you feeling energized and supported on your fitness journey. And do it together with others committed to the same goal as you this year. This challenge is custom made to meet your needs, fitness background, fitness goals, and budget. Email me at innerwellnesswoman at gmail.com to claim your spot. Um, and trust in time and trust in love is that sometimes I feel it's all about surrendering and we don't have everything under control. And it's even not, I, I don't think it's something to strive for to have everything under control. Um, there's, I think this year has shown us that even if we make the best plans, um, they don't always work out and, and life has its own will sometimes. Um, so the best thing we can do is to just surrender and accept it um, and don't force it, just let it flow. Um, and that, that doesn't only go for love and romantic relationships, but also well, different aspects of life. I think it's important to sometimes just surrender and then let it flow and give it its own space and time to, to grow and, and create itself. Um, and yeah, I think this all, this chapter also goes to the core of why I didn't want 
love to be tied to an I love you because obviously it's a very important phrase and it's an it's a phrase that we should share in, in a very authentic and honest way but I think words like I think I manifested you that's just so deep and that's so respectful and that's so I think that just shows how much you appreciate the presence of another person in your life um and yeah and, and I think that's that, that carries a lot of, of meaning if somebody says that to you I think I manifested you um yeah <laughs> mm, mm. yeah it shows that it's it's not just about about you and the other person but it's this reverence to life and like you say like just kind of letting letting life happen and not having that resistance of of needing control of everything um like you say which is something that we really had to learn this year we were kind of forced to learn because of corona right so yeah so I deep yeah sorry yeah like I think the earlier we learn this the easier it, it will get because if I, I used to be a person that planned and controlled everything and then if something didn't turn out well I was feeling very bad and I didn't know how to move on and I yeah something's just I don't know it just didn't make me feel very well so I think it's once I learned that it's not all about me but that I have to accept and that I have to to let go of control sometimes it just makes living so much easier <laughs> mm, yeah yeah it's definitely a lesson that you have to, you have to live to learn and then once you learn that lesson life gets so much easier because you just let go of that resistance mm -hmm. so true so true I learned this when I became pregnant <laughs> um so let's backtrack a little bit because I I'm so curious to know um first of all if you always had this idea that you wanted to be a singer songwriter an author or maybe generally we can summarize it as an artist Uh, if you always knew this or where it came from and just you know just for me looking at this and knowing what our degree was like international relations your life now seems so different from you know the kind of I don't know what to call it, like the kind of uh, life I guess we were preparing for in those times <laughs> yeah Steph Yeah, um, so if I think back uh, to my childhood, I've always been singing and I've always been writing and I've been uh, creating my own books and I planned my own shows in the living room and then I <laughs> invited my parents uh, to the show and so I've, I've always been an artist. Um, but I think, well, I started writing songs and participating in competitions at like 14, um, doing that up to the age of 17, 18, then when I moved to Scotland. And I think, I remember actually when I was uh, 16, my teacher that I, who was kind of a mentor to me, he took me out of class once and he asked me, what do you want to be when you, well, like, yeah, who do, who do you want to be? once you leave school what what is your dream what are your plans um and I remember looking at him and saying I want to be a singer 
And I think that was the first time in my life that I actually said that and that I admitted it because it was hard to admit it. And I think what we, what the world often tells us about art is that it's not worth it, that it's maybe a hobby, that it's maybe, yeah, that, that you won't be, be able to live from it, etc. So I think these fears have always been there. And also because I, I had blah, and, and I think it was also something about self-esteem, which really hurts me to say now. Um, but I think I just thought at some point that studying international relations in, was something more important or something better. Um, and I actually signed up for international relations and politics. And once I was in Aberdeen, then I noticed that I really missed something creative. So I changed my subject to IR and English literature. So I think music has always been there and has always kind of pushed me into that direction. Um, I remember, for example, that um, there was this um, floor, um, was it Regent building for music students with pianos? And oh, yeah. I don't remember exactly but I got access um, to, to use a piano. Um, so I got up at five in the morning. Um, <laughs> I went to the gym and then after I would go to practice the piano before going to class. Um, and then, yeah, just like different moments. Also that I, I performed then at the Aberdeen Music Hall and like music has always been there. And I think it's always been a way of saying, hey, don't forget me. I am an important part of you. And I think it has been it's something that I had to learn to appreciate music and to really to ad admit um, that that music is that I am music and that music is part of me and that I want to do this and, and that that I am creative and that's just a way of expressing myself and of, of, of living. Um, and then, well, the moment that I that I won the Welcome to Europe Song Contest one week after graduating, um, I think that really showed me that that I couldn't escape anymore. Music had me and, and music, I, it needed to show up for music. So um, I think that was a that was important moment of my life. Um, also because it was the song Tolerance which, car which carried the meaning. So I think that really changed my mindset because I had always thought, yeah, music is just nothing I can take serious or nothing that could transport a message maybe. And, and yeah, but that really changed the moment because Tolerance is basically a song about, um, well, a lot of things about discrimination, about racism, about um, creating a kinder world, um, about being more open, about not judging so much, but just being um, kinder, um, feeling more empathy. It really had a strong message and it had such a big success. And then all the interviews that followed in the local media and, and yeah, that, that just really um, changed my mindset. And I think that was an important moment for me to say, I, I need to take art more serious. Um, so, yeah, th th that's my story with music and how I how I came to 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 take it as an important part in my life. And I think it's so important to have role models also and, and people that show you that it's possible. And I remember stepping into the house of my aunt in Argentina. She's an artist um, and her house is just so colorful um, and being around her inspired me so much. And I, I think that was when I first came home and thought, I want to be an artist and, and she inspired me and she showed me that it's possible. So I have to, to give my best. I have to show up every single day and I just have to try again and again and again. Hmm. 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 So inspiring. So inspiring. And I mean, it's almost like, cause you said that music found you or like you, it got to a point where you almost couldn't ignore the fact that 
you were meant to to sing and to do music and um it's funny how a week after graduating you had this opportunity to perform your song so your song tolerance which had this success so it's really like life the universe whatever was tapping on your shoulder like hey you need to <laughs> you need to pursue yeah. this path um that's that's amazing and it's just it's just so um so inspiring to see you know like what we were, what we were talking about uh just kind of letting go of control and um just surrendering to the magic of life like the possibilities of life and listening to your story it really seems like that's that was your turning moment where you really decided to lean more into surrender and like the magic of life and the possibilities yes and i hope that i by sharing that story i can inspire many to believe in their dreams because it has been a dream since forever and like i told you at 16 i already said i want to be a singer but then i didn't really believe in it so i think we and again the body shows us the the, the environments that we feel comfortable in or the moments that we feel very happy in and these are all signs and and we should listen to those signs and we should take it um as as a road sign maybe also and, and just dare to be who we are and 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 surrender to it and music has given me so many beautiful moments already and so much connection to to other people and it's it's amazing when you get a when when you get a message from I got a message from Peru the other day from a person that I didn't even know and she told me your song about the pandemic it helped me so much and it means so much to me and that is so incredible because it's something that I wrote um, at the beginning of the lockdown and I just felt that I needed to share a message of hope and seeing that this message and travels across borders and music really doesn't know any borders um, and gives something to someone um, that is very beautiful. And I think it doesn't have to be music, maybe for someone else, it's, it's, it's not even art, but it's something, it's another passion, another talent. It's so important that we share that. I, I really believe that we make this world a better place if we just dare to be who we are and then share what we, what we love to do. Hmm. I totally agree with you there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And so this kind of um, is a good segue into something that I like to ask all of my, my guests that come on this show, uh, because this is called Inner Winner, right? So I want to delve into kind of the inner challenges that we go through and how we can um, come to the other side of it. And we've really talked about that already today. Um, but I have this question. What practices and strategies do you do on those days where you're feeling kind of low um, to become an inner winner, to just be able to kind of shift your mindset? Do you have any practices and strategies that you that are like your go-tos? Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> All right, so I can think of two moments that happened recently. Um, one was the day that 
um i felt very well I, I was full of doubts and because i have those days too like it's not that i always believe 100 percent in everything. well i do believe in 100 percent, but like sometimes it's just it's like ugh. um so i had one of those moments and it's very hard especially with music right now so it was like oh and like what what am, I, what am i doing and i didn't see the opportunities i just saw challenges so and i had a huge headache that day but i also had an interview that day <laughs> so i was like okay I, everything I've done before, I didn't come here, I didn't get here just to cancel the interview now. Like I thought of Ariane of past days. I thought of the little girl who loved doing music. I thought of the teenager that struggled so much sometimes with, um, with stepping on the stage and sharing who she was. And then the Aberdeen Ariane who was maybe hiding music sometimes because it felt safer. So I thought of everything of that and just thought I owe her that, that I now go to the interview and just give my very best. Um, I asked if I could come 10 minutes later because I just needed 10 minutes to just breathe, <laughs> um, drink my tea and it was okay, it was fine. And then that was one of the best interviews ever. And I was so surprised. It's, it's by the way, it's going to be streamed on Sunday. I'm going to share the link on my social media. <laughs> um, and the, it was so beautiful because I also took my book. It just arrived that day. Um, a nice coincidence. I just took it along and I read a chapter. Um, and then the moderator of the interview started crying. <sighs> and I was like, wow. Um, well, I'm so sorry I didn't want to make her cry, <laughs> but it was just a beautiful connection and I felt so different and I thought then, well, maybe this wasn't about me, this wasn't about my doubts, this wasn't about my headache, this was about showing up and about giving something to someone else and to make the day richer for them as well. So yeah, I think what really helps me is to breathe in, to think back and think I didn't get here just to now not show up and to remember the the bigger picture and your purpose and what you can bring to other people um yeah so that that really helps me mm. um that was one moment and then the other moment um what helps me as well when i have those days when when i when i don't believe in myself is well i'm writing diaries so sometimes when when i forget um i just travel back in time um, and just, yeah, think, or like remind myself of everything that, um, that I've written down in past days. And maybe it, it goes as well with this, like I, I owe myself that and, and now it's, I have to, to walk on and can't just like be stuck here. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that's really concrete. That's, and how funny is it, you know, I, I, like when you have an interview or just a conversation and somebody starts crying, it's like the best, <laughs> it's like the best conversations and interviews, you know, literally I, I live for those moments. <laughs> I felt so bad, but, <laughs> but it was also well, that funny for her, I guess, but after like she shared it in a more honest way, but then before camera, it was like, she was trying to hide it and just <laughs> put her hair in front of her eyes and it just made me laugh more. But yeah, so I felt sorry, but also felt, I didn't feel sorry. I just felt so grateful. And, and I, I think crying is such an honest gesture and it's so beautiful that we allow ourselves to cry in front of someone else. Um, so, exactly. Yeah. Again, this vulnerability piece, right? It's, it's, uh -huh. it is kind of like 
showing love in some some sense because you're really showing yourself vulnerably okay and just also continuing on a little bit it's um in this year of 2020 is there something that you've done differently when it comes to these practices um or like have you have you found that you've had to anchor into those practices more because of the uncertainty of the year and do you have any anything any nuggets to to tell people who are listening now to um that you've learned from this year just reflecting back on 2020 i think i've practiced more self love and more patience with myself than ever before because this year has shown us that we can try we can try we can try we can give our best and sometimes it's not our fault sometimes it's just the world around us and i think that lifted up so much weight of my shoulders because i am very critical sometimes with myself and i because i'm so eager and i just yeah i just want to give my 100% every day and obviously that looks very different each day and sometimes i it didn't matter if i wanted to give a concert it didn't matter if i wanted to give a book talk if there's a lockdown i'm not going to do this um so i think it really helped me also with all the self doubts that sometimes creep in to just be more patient and and to tell myself hey it's okay. Um, this is actually like how I really like say it's okay, love. Um, it's not your fault. And if I forget this, I just write it down and read it again and again and again. Um, so yeah, I've practiced a lot more self compassion and self love this year than than ever before, and it has really helped me and really given me some some inner peace and tranquility that sometimes I didn't have before. Mm. Okay, great. Wonderful. Thank you for your wisdom. It's your full of wisdom and um, yeah, you're just like this well of, of wisdom. <laughs> Despite your young age, you know, it's like, yeah, you're such a wise old soul or, you know, I say that as a compliment. I hope you understand that. No, I totally get it as a compliment. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I'm so much enjoying this conversation here with you. <laughs> Me too. And but now, unfortunately, we're wrapping up a little bit. Uh, but I really want to make sure to hear what projects you have going on right now. I know you have a lot of exciting things. Oh yeah. Going on. <laughs> yes. And I hear there's a second book on its way. Is this true? Yeah. There is. Okay, so this book, okay, I'll, this is a sneak peek. I haven't told this anywhere on social media, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, this book is a letter to a friend and we talked about privilege and stereotypes and creating a kind of world. And then it was like a super cool conversation. We talked for hours about it, but then when I came home, I still felt that there was so much to say. So I just took out my, my laptop to clear my mind and I just started writing and writing and writing and didn't stop. And I was like, whoa. Um, I think this idea came to stay. So I started working on it. And this is really about, well, I think it's also become of about becoming more aware and more conscious, but also to really practice kindness and to really practice tolerance and to really practice empathy and to, to I think kindness is the value that I most believe in because I think it makes, if we're, if, for example, if, 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 we, if we're tempted to feel angry, um, what about taking a breath 
and trying to be kind with ourselves, with our emotions, but also with the perspective of that other person. So kindness and really practicing kindness. It's been so hard for me sometimes, but it's also something that helped me so much. So this is getting and in, going into the book. Um, and I've started illustrating. Um, so that is a big project right now. And it's also flowing into the book. So that's going to be a super creative project. And I very much hope to publish that book with an editorial. Um, but if it doesn't work, I'll continue with self-publishing. But that really is a dream. And that's something that I have on my list to publish my writing with an editorial. Um, so, so much for writing. Um, and for music, um, I am working with a music production slash agency. Um, and it's been such a beautiful process because they really it, it has never been planned. It's something that grew again, like as part of like surrender. Um, and they are very much into Mexican and Latin American folklore. And I experienced that many of the songs that they um, that they play or that they promote are songs that are part of my identity. So that's something that's kind of new to me. But something that brings me back right to my roots, because these are songs that I grew up listening to when I was a child. So I would love to explore that a little bit more. And we've been talking about an album. I don't want to promise anything because, yeah, 2020, we don't know what 2021 is going to be like, but that we are definitely going to work on different collaborations with local musicians, um, with local artists, um, on new songs. And I think what I feel is going to happen is that there's going to be a very beautiful mix of the music that I bring um, but also the music that I have started to explore here in, in Mexico that feels part of myself and yeah I'm, I'm very excited about that and, and very much looking forward to sharing that. <laughs> mm, mm, exciting year ahead definitely yeah. I'm excited too I, I can't wait to see what you're going to create next and yeah, let us support you in any way we can. So where can we find you for somebody who's, who's inspired by you, but who doesn't really know you yet? Where can they connect with you and yeah, see what you're doing? Okay. So you find me on Facebook and on Instagram as Ariana Vera Music. And you find my book in English and Spanish and in German worldwide on Amazon. And yeah, I think those would be the basic platforms. Then YouTube and Spotify have my music on there. It's Ariane Vera. And that's how you get access to my music and to my writing. And I also want to focus a little bit more um, on Patreon and really building something um, that creates value um, to, to create a community there because I think it's a beautiful platform to share art um, and to share it in a, in a deeper way that's sometimes possible on Instagram where I, I feel a lot of connection going on, on Instagram and it's a platform that I love using but I think Patreon would give me the opportunity to just create a deeper bond so yeah oh and for sure the mailing list so any updates any news you can subscribe to my newsletter you also find the link in on my social media on Instagram in the bio and those are the channels that I use to, to connect and to create a community of sharing. All right. Thank you so much, Ariane, for this time. It's been such a special conversation. And I'm sure people are walking away from this, um, listening to this with so much inspiration. So yes, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And thank you also for creating this space and for sharing 
conversations. Um, that's that's so cool. And yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to the space. All right. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you got something out of it, please share it with your friends, family, somebody you think would benefit from the message. And I hope to see you in our next episode. Bye.